Holla ballers and a bro fist to you all because the sun is shining here in the UK. It is Friday once more and we have had an extraordinary week. Not only have we seen our wonderful live audience here smash a massive goal, meaning that I am going to have to get Weeby in uh, Persona 5 is the request. Apparently it's very, very good and isn't going to like terrify me into all sorts of Weeby madness. Um... <clears throat> We shall see, we shall see uh, on that one. I have skepticism running through my veins uh, about this, but uh, we won, the IIRs won. Yeah, uh, we'll see on that one. It's got to be good. It's got to be good. But we encroach ever closer on FanFest and BlizzCon where I'll get to spend some time with you guys. And not only that... Not only that, but we have been balls deep into FF12, where we have discovered the blossom of that game in its late game, especially, is extraordinarily fun. Uh, super exciting and adventures to go on. Much better than, like, the base main story for a lot of it, uh, which has been really cool. Um... <laughs> But also, the raid testing for World of Warcraft's next raid. And we will be, following drama time, if you're just tuning in, we will be teaming up with Zeppler, Crusher, and Mr. Noble and setting sail on the seas before the raid testing starts. It's a sea of thieves uh, to go boating and do the Curse of Monkey Island content that's there. It's not sponsored or anything. It's purely for fun. Uh, we're going to be setting sail and probably trying to put Zeppler into jail. Uh, that's my goal uh, for the night is to try and uh, put her in jail for her atrocious hot tub stream of which she is extraordinarily guilty. No, she's going to the hot tub stream. She's going to the hot tub stream gate, uh, jail for being extraordinarily guilty for doing the hot tub stream and not even planning a way of getting out of the hot tub stream. So she just put water absolutely everywhere. In jeans, yes. Uh, she will be found guilty of that. <clears throat> wet socks, yes, wet socks. I don't blame her for not exposing feet on stream because, you know, some people are a little strange about the toes. Uh, but, um, yes, still guilty of putting wet socks in there. <laughs> still guilty of going full wet socks. So we'll see. Damp and moist. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate that very, very much. Uh, I know we've every day, I do want to put this out there to our dramatized audience. Two things. One, we would love to get your drama stories in. Beck says we're running a little short. So if you've been sitting on a tale you want to tell us, please get them into drama at preachgaming.com uh, so we can enjoy the show. We enjoy the show and we need your stories to make it happen. So uh, let us know uh, on that one. And secondly, stop asking me if you can come to FanFest. The answer is no. There are currently like 75 people on the waiting list. It's not happening. It's not happening. We have learned our lesson. Next time, we will get a bigger venue. We will get a bigger venue. But I'm really happy that you managed to get a ticket or whatever to FanFest. So happy for you. And I will see you there, as will the rest of the team. We will see you there. But for the party, the PG party that is being thrown for FanFest, no. I'm sorry. You can't come. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't come. I've had to turn down many close friends uh, who are now like, hey, I can make it to London. I can drop by and see you. Come to Australia. Was literally in Australia last month. <laughs> was literally in Sydney last month and met up with a whole bunch of people there. Was literally there. Have no plans to be in Australia anytime soon, though. Uh, but I was literally in Australia. Bro, what? <laughs> I was literally in Sydney th three or four weeks ago. I was in New Zealand and I was there. So, yes. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> come to Victoria. Come to my exact city. Yeah, I can't do that. But that's not why you're here today. Let's have some fun before we jump to the ocean's floor. It is, of course, drama time once again, where Bex has brought to us some guilty, guilty people. Some guilty, guilty people. Uh, there's actually a story here uh, about shit players in FF14. It's about fucking time. Let's dive in. I want to know about the... Uh, shit players in uh ff14 especially a shit tank hello not possible not possible it can't be a shit player in ff14 we, we we do get a lot from the shitters in world of warcraft but uh yes uh where where is it uh, i want to know about this he's new he's a sprout forgive him forgive him uh no name for this one okay so uh we'll put it there okay <laughs> greetings preach and your always fair chat i am a scotsman currently living in dubai i was also in dubai a few weeks ago 
I have watched enough drama time over the years. I am happy to leave chat waving their guilty hammers. There you go. Uh, as this is more of a confession than a desire for judgment. Oh, you have come to seek forgiveness. I see. So we have a Scotsman living in Dubai who has come to the court of PG in order to be absolved of his crimes. So we may bestow forgiveness upon them. I have written this short story to convey two things. I want to express how forgiving the Final Fantasy XIV community is. And I also need to confess my sins of how terrible of a player I am. It's not like I lack experience, you see. I've been playing MMOs for many, many years. I started all the way back in City of Heroes, where I played a scrapper regen character who was so edgy you'd cut your fingers on the keyboard just trying to get him to cast his abilities. But that is in the past. And this tale I give you today comes to you from the world of Eorzea. In my first playthrough of Shadowbringers is when this takes place. It was happened that all of what I'm about to tell you happened over 20 minutes in the 5.3 trial. Don't say the name chat just in case some of our audience have not reached what it is. But it is the 5.3 trial. Following in your footsteps, I was playing a dark night because of course I was. And as I may be an exper- ex- and as I may be expected to main tank, I had to watch our good friend MTQ's guide in advance. Not that this would save me or the seven poor souls that joined me that day. The fight started well enough and we smacked the lad about and brought him down until a QTE started. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. Are you trolling? (laughs) Now, I imagine your chat is thinking, that's so easy. You just whack the keyboard like a caveman and you win. And that is what I did. But then panic began to grip my very soul as that bar drained further and further. I swear to you in the audience, I rolled my face, digits, balls, teeth, feet, everything on that keyboard. And then I saw the message that we had failed the QTE. Some of you may have guessed already. I had pressed the enter key and had just been typing the whole time. (laughs) I feel so bad for you right now because all eyes are on you and you know what you did. (laughs) The fight resets and then it happens. The message nobody wants to hear. I didn't even know you could wipe here. <laughs> I didn't even know it was possible. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I come to your chat. Oh, you're coming to my audience. What should I have done in this situation? Should I have confessed? Should I have told them? Or should I should I have put myself on the line and taken the heat that I deserved? As I was rapidly deleting... Yeah, people would understand I hit the fucking enter key. Also, you only need to press, like, any button on your keyboard to do this. Why are you pressing the enter key? (laughs) As I was rapidly backspacing all the shit I had put in the text box. I was debating to myself. But then someone gave me an out. A random DPSer left the group. Then another person typed, LOL, I guess we know who fucked up, don't we? Then somebody else pointed out, I guess his fingers are too sore for a second try, LOL. My eyes 
glazed over in happiness and grew wide. I've gotten away with this. I've done it. I decided to join in and threw out a slash laugh. I continue to think. <clears throat> as we went into the second pull. Now, it doesn't end there, I'm afraid. Oh no. <laughs> Guilty for that, dirty. The slash laugh was too much. No way. Ladies and gentlemen, we had wipe number two. Now, I had been the main tank up until this point, but somehow throughout the fight, the other tank had, st had stance on and pulled aggro from me, thinking perhaps I'd missed something and they took control to help. Now, I do enjoy a bit of taunt tennis from time to time, but this is a tough fight and I wanted to know what happened next. So I shrugged my shoulders thinking this guy must have more knowledge than me and just continued to DPS. Now, this time we did make it through the QTE, but we now have a situation where both tanks are under the assumption that the other guy is the main tank. The boss unleashes an LB4 at this point that needs to be tank LB'd by the group. Now, I knew this. So, I turned to look at the other tank. And then the horror dawned on me. As I noticed that they were just stood looking at me, waiting for me to press the button. Who cares who pushes the fucking button? How courteous are you? Who gives a fuck who pushes the button? What in the fuck? Just nobody. Do you ever hear the cries of bloodlust? And every, everybody who can press that button goes, well, you do the honors. No, 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 sir. This is your opportunity to do it. No, 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 no. Allow me. No, allow me. You do it. No, you go ahead and do it. We all died. Once again, we stood in the circle of reset shame. Now, there was no judgment or aggression when someone asked, Mr. Tank, do you know that we need to press limit break when that happens? <clears throat> now, something in, inside me burned like a neuron firing, like it was ignited by lava and it was my World of Warcraft brain coming back to life. I was going to type in all caps, you don't pay my sub, fucko, when it happens again. The other tank left the group. Acting perplexed, I said, yeah, I'll do it this time. The other guy was supposed to do it. <laughs> this is so good. Just dodging bullets like fucking Neo. The people rang out in happiness again. Nice one. That guy mustn't have known how the fight worked. And then somebody else pipes up. Nah. He's just such a good player, he thought he could body that attack, probably. Now another tank joins, and we make it through on the third try, and all things continue smoothly onwards. Now, I want to be absolutely clear to the audience listening. I know I'm guilty. I know I'm guilty in the eyes of the knowing, but I put it to you that victory is written by the winners and I was the winner that day. Two times I dodged that bullet meant for me, but I ask you, chat, given the same circumstances, if you're being honest with yourself, would you have confessed? Thank you for listening, and I look forward to seeing the responses. Oh, we've got a mini F. Fix. Come on. You got it. Hold. Hold. And we're good. Yeah. All right, and we're good. <laughs> you would confess. I'll be honest with you guys, and I can't pretend. Uh, I can't pretend. After what happened in World of Warcraft Hardcore, I would absolutely not have confessed to this. <laughs> I can't pretend... <laughs> I had absolutely not have confessed to this like whatsoever. 
There's no way. I wouldn't say a fucking thing. Like, if somebody else is going to... I mean, to be fair, our guy didn't initiate throwing him under the bus. Somebody else initiated it. He just rode the bandwagon. Yeah, I, I don't think we can declare you as guilty. A little torn, but if somebody else was, like, taking the brunt of the heat from me... You take that heat, baby. You take that heat. I'm fine with it. Oh, law and order. Oh, perfect for our chat. Okay, let's move on to our next story of the day, which will be law and order... We really should get an innocent emote. At some point after all these years, we should have an innocent emote, I think. <clears throat> it's probably time. Because sometimes people are innocent. It does happen. It does happen. On occasion, it has been known to happen. Oh, wrong box. I know what I'm doing. Oh, I've just typed it twice because I'm a hero. Okay, uh, Schmidt. Schmidt will be our boy. But you don't, you don't want an innocent emo. Okay, do you guys know that people see you as objective and true audience? And so suggesting that nobody is innocent is not helpful, guys. Not helpful at all. Okay. <clears throat> Law and order. In a massively multiplayer gaming... The most dramatic offences are adjudicated by Justice Preach and the Drama Time Jury. These are their stories. Dun dun dun. I think that's the Law and Order theme. We don't really get it in the UK. Dun dun dun. That's the intro to the story. Your Honor and members of the jury, I require judgment. Okay, you can get your gavels out. Somebody has come to us to settle a dispute, and we will settle the disputes. The case is as follows. I first met Schmidt in vanilla World of Warcraft. At the time, he was a guy in his 30s who played a dwarf rogue. Guilty. Guilty. Next case. Next case. Dwarf rogue. Guilty. Uh, Schmidt the dwarf rogue. Guilty. Immediately guilty. There's no questions asked. Schmidt, the dwarf rogue in his 30s. And to teenage me, who was getting into gaming, he was a hero. He was a native New Yorker, which was a big deal to a boy from Springfield, Missouri. He came from the big city, the big crapple. <laughs> he was a former Navy gunner. He had served in Desert Storm. He owned his own apartment. And once he used the word indubitably... In my eyes, as a young boy from Missouri, he was God. <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> Indubitably. Best of all, every day, while I suffered through high school, Schmidt played World of Warcraft. Every time I logged on, Schmidt had farmed up some new blue item. When the school careers counselor asked me what I wanted to be, I told them a lawyer. But this was a lie as I knew they wanted me to answer like that. In truth, I wanted to be Schmidt. We talked constantly. He understood everything. Over a number of late night gaming sessions, I told him all my teenage secrets and he gave me advice. I don't like where this is going, Bex. I don't, I don't like this. I don't like it. Uh, there's alarm bells ringing in my brain, Bex. Are we safe here or what? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's alarm bells going off here. I don't like it. Just do it. Just do it. I'm getting alarm bells. Okay. I want to be clear up front. Okay, it's literally the next paragraph. Read the next line. Okay, I just read it. I want to be clear with you up front. Schmidt never behaved inappropriately towards me. It was a different time when fully grown men frequently met teenagers through mutual fascination of WoW and developed completely innocent friendships. Okay, put away your pitchforks. Schmidt was not like that. All right, okay. Okay, we're okay. We've had the all clear. <coughs> We've had the all clear. Now, I was a freshman in college when the Burning Crusade arrived. Being away from home, I hit it hard. As hard as you did, Preach. I also played 16 plus hours a day, day after day. Yeah, on CBC was a real life setback for me, but I had a good time. Honestly, I barely remember doing anything else throughout those years other than playing the Burning Crusade. But somehow, 
or the Corsair expansion and the beginning of Wrath, I did well enough at school to ace an LSAT and got into Waifu Law. Oh, WFU Law. The fuck is that? WFU Law? We fuck you Law? WFU Law. Wake Forest Law. Oh, it's a school. Oh, it's it's Wake Forest Law School. From North Carolina. Very nice. Very nice. Founded in 1894. This, that's like when America started. The School of Law at Wake Forest University is a top-ranked law school located in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, that offers law stuff. Okay. There you go. Good school. Schmidt and I, sadly, drifted apart during the Burning Crusade and Wrath. Largely because I left the filthy, casual, pus-filled guild he inhabited. He was the only person I knew who didn't buy the expansions on release because he was waiting for the reviews. There is no fucking way. There's not a fucking single human being that exists in during that period of time who is not buying the expansion based waiting on reviews. That's so bullshit. Honestly, it blew my fucking mind as I saved every goddamn penny to get that going on. Well, maybe he's a poor. But we still kept in touch. The real break in our friendship finally came when I met Schmied in, per- in person. I had reason and cause to visit New York City on my own for a two-week internship and it seemed rude not to tell him. He was so excited and said I should stay with him and save some money. Now, I was a bit more grown up at this time, so I said no. Why don't we just meet up for a drink? (laughs) Well played. Uh, No, let's not do that. He suggested Sardis in Times Square as our first meetup. I said, perfect. It sounds like our author is not a fucking moron. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. I like it. I like it a lot. For those of you who aren't familiar with NYC, Sardis is a really old-fashioned Broadway restaurant and bar that uses caricatures of actors and musicians lining the walls. The tables have white cloths, the walls and floor are carpeted in red, and the barmen wear bow ties, and its clientele is, of course, 95% tourists. I arrived 20 minutes early, but Schmidt was already there, sat at a table. He recognized me immediately and jumped up to greet me. Alarm bells started ringing. The first thing I noticed about Schmidt was his clothes. He was wearing a full black tuxedo. Huh. That's a choice. That's a choice. That's a choice. Stepbrother style. Yeah, a little bit. This was especially weird because it was 80 degrees out. He must have been boiling to death. The second thing that stuck out was his mustache. I'm not exaggerating, Mike, when I tell you, and I don't really judge, but he had a full Super Mario mustache right across his face. But the weirdest thing of all, and I mean this wholeheartedly, the weirdest thing of all, also sat at the table in a wheelchair was a woman. As Schmidt stood up to greet me, he whispered in my ear that this was his first date with her. I don't like this at all. Like, I'm not happy with this situation. 
Yeah. Now, as you might imagine, I immediately started trying to leave, but Shmi insisted I sit down. He ordered a round of daiquiris. We talked about the usual stuff, mutual acquaintances, glorious victories, expansion rumors. The daiquiris flowed. Honestly, I was having a really good time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well... No way. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Bex, this is making me feel sick. This is horrendous. Oh my fucking god. It was a fun night. Until his date had too many daiquiris as she said she didn't drink and started to feel sick. Schmidt says I'm going to the bathroom and left the restaurant and abandoned me in a strange city with a drunk, distressed, disabled woman and the bar tab, which was $340 plus tip. I tried to call him, but he turned off his phone. What a fucking gangster. What a fucking gangster. <sighs> Shmeet, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we keep going. We keep going. Thankfully, his date got home safely, as there were nurses at the next table and some very professional restaurant staff that I went to for help, and my willingness to pay whatever it took to help out this lady. Good dude. Good dude. You took it like a fucking champ, asked for help, paid the bill, and got it sorted. Round of a fucking applause to our boy who ended up in that situation and fucking dug his way out like a fucking sir. Like an absolute sir. Schmeet, of course, was fucking dead to me. I didn't give him another thought after that, that, after that for about a decade. I didn't think about it again for a decade. Dude, I'd think about that every fucking day. I would tell this story to everybody. I would walk around the streets telling people this fucking story. Are you kidding me? This is a hell of a story to tell. When I passed the bar exam, I entered a major Chicago firm. Then I followed a girl to London, nice, and worked as a US financial sanctions specialist to a banking consultancy. Ah, you got some money. Nice. Eventually, I came home when the relationship fell apart. Oh, Saj. I got a new job as an in-house counsel for a Seattle bank. I'm still there now. Nice. Our boy's fucking doing okay. High fives. Good karma paid off. Like it. Good dude. Good karma. Head on his shoulders. Things working out. Nice. Yeah, nice is the word of the day. Good job. But that World of Warcraft itch, though. Despite where I am in life, it still scratches. I became the kind of player who shows in the last few weeks of every expansion and stays only to clear the first raid in the new expansion once. I did it with Mr. Pandaria. I did it with Warlords of Draenor, Legion, BFA. My guild, which has never disbanded since those Burning Crusade days, knows this and they expect me to show up every time and don't kick my character because they know my situation. Good dudes. I haven't got that try-hard cunt. We should clear out the guild. It should be focused on raiding. I'm sick of all these, like, friends and family peopling around. Why don't you go fuck yourself? It's a video game, you cunt. And that guy who played years ago is fucking awesome. So why don't you suck a dick and shut up? It was the end of BFA in the lead-up to the Shadowlands that I encountered Schmeet again. Oh, no, he returns! Right, mate. <laughs> no way! Schmidt's back! Classic rogue! This is why you can't trust rogue players, man! These fucking rogues, they just come back like they've done nothing. Like they've done nothing. Rogues don't see it. Never trust a rogue player. They're all fucking scamboozles. I log in at the end of BFA to do my usual routine, and there he is! Right there in the guild. The same dwarf rogue. And that motherfucker greeted me with a cheery, Hello! Welcome back! <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what I was gonna do. I looked at this message and thought, What the fuck? Are you for real? And then... I thought, fuck it. I said hello right back and we caught up like the old friends that we were. 
Fuck it. <laughs> it was 10 years ago. Whatever. Fuck it. It was 10 years ago. And it's a fun story. Whatever. But it's not like he's going to go meet him again, right? Yeah, it's not like he's going to go be fucking... He's not going to trust him with his fucking bank card or anything, right? It's a guy in the WoW Guild. Fuck it. Whatever. Fuck it. I, I think I would probably do the same thing. I think I'd do the same thing. He's a guy in the guild. Like, whatever. Fuck it. I'm not asked. It was 10 fucking years ago, man. And it was one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me. Fuck it. At first, that night at Sardis was, of course, the elephant in the room. But the more we chatted, the smaller the elephant got. We had both grown a lot since those days. Schmeet, though, unsurprisingly and unfortunately, had grown in a peculiar direction. Now, some of you may not be surprised by this, given his history and what we saw that day. But he had become an adherent of an incredibly weird cult called Lucianism. That believes the world can only truly be understood through something called reasonings. About an hour or two into our conversation, when I brought up how he's doing now... He brought this subject up. Of course, I had no idea what it was. And so he started to show me some of the literature. And it was just the most insane shit I've ever encountered. Mike, I know you're curious. I am. (laughs) I am. I am. (laughs) I have have given you a list of some examples of what breasonings are. Okay. All right. Time to get educated, listeners. Okay, I'm on the Lucianpedia wiki. Okay, they have a wiki, which is great. Uh, which I don't know why. Maybe this is Lucian. Uh, let me show this page real quick. Uh, Lucian appears to be this fellow. I'd say trustworthy. Uh, I'll link this in the chat as well. Uh, Bex, if you can remember to put it in the YouTube video. Uh, yeah, there's the link for anybody who wants to read these. Uh, but we'll... Uh, not a cult oh wait okay let's see breasoning's currency is what we have here for our audience listening we've got a standard wiki page and the title is breasoning's currency number one i prepared to test the person who i knew i did this by reading plato's statistics first i read the company data second i analyzed the data third i wrote the conclusion in this way i prepared to test the person who i knew by reading plato's statistics Number two, I prepared to say that Breezening's currency is enough to be emotional about. I did this by drawing the face on the paper plate. First, I drew the eyes on the paper plate. Second, I drew the nose on the paper plate. Third, I drew the mouth on the paper plate. In this way, I prepared to say that Breezening's currency is enough to be emotional about by drawing the face on the paper plate. Why didn't you draw the ears? There's 42 steps. Why didn't he draw the ears? I'm a little annoyed. It's not a full face. All right, we'll do, we'll do two more. Three. I prepared to verify the reason that the breasoning currency was good. I did this by setting the cup and saucer on the table. First, I opened the conversation. Second, I listened to the reply. Third, I concluded that the breasoning currency was good. In this way, I prepared to verify the reason that the breasoning currency was good by setting the cup and saucer on the table. Number four. I prepared to verify that Plato might have liked breasoning currency because it provided up to and greater than 50 as a verification of purchases. I did this by investigating whether Plato's Academy existed. First, I read the text Plato wrote. Second, I investigated the existence of the Academy pointed to by the texts. Third, I found the reasoning for this. In this way, I prepared to verify that Plato may have liked reasoning currency because it provided up to and greater than 50 as a verification for purchases by investigating whether Plato's Academy existed. What the fuck? I don't get any of this. 
Read 42. It's the best. Okay. 42. I prepared to calculate... <clears throat> excuse me. I prepared to calculate that the closest child would play a minimum of 15 meters away. I did this by working out the infinitive mood of the verb. First, I stated that I would state that the person's do. Second, I stated that I must do the first breasoning currency calculation, which was that I swung on the swing with the t-shirt 0.1 to 1.5 meters above the ground. Third, I calculated that my sister would swing on the swing one meter to my left. In this way, I prepared to calculate that the closest child would play a minimum of 15 meters away by working out the infinitive mood of the verb. What? <laughs> okay, let's go back to our tale. <laughs> Now, I was merrily farming up some BFA reps a couple of weeks later when Schmeet got into trouble and came to me for informal legal advice. Oh my Jesus Christ, you told him you were a lawyer? This motherfucker has so many run-ins with the law, he just works there at this point. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> I think I've got to summon Cthulhu. <laughs> Maybe. You see, Schmeet worked at a retail store for a major cell phone provider. As previous drama time stories have demonstrated, New York City is a very expensive place. To make ends meet, Schmidt had created a corporate account in the company's system and had called his fake corporation Schmietco. Every day at work, Schmidt would sell a couple of high-end phones to Schmietco. He would then just put the handsets in his bag and sell them to a pawn shop on the way home. Right. <laughs> He's found a free money hack. Now, did he write a reasoning for this? I prepared to rob my employer. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was doing this to help pay his rent and for his booze. Oh, then it's okay then. Schmidt had been doing this for about eight months. Constantly just moving back the pay paying dates on Schmidtko's account on the system so that everything seemed to be in order. What made it worse is he was selling so many phones that he was getting a large commission for his excellent sales record. He even won Employee of the Month several times. <laughs> I like this guy. I don't want him anywhere near me, but I could have him on Discord. Tell me a fucking yarn. Spin me a tail, buddy. What's going on? How's your day been? I could have this guy on for a fucking story time every day of the week. I like Schmeet. <clears throat> He got found out because eventually Schmietko, oh my god, Schmietko became such a top customer of his store that it got selected to participate in a PR event for them to attend. We should invite that Schmietko. They're buying so many phones from us. We should absolutely invite them. We should take them for dinner. We should treat them night. They're, they're such a good customer. We should totally do that. <laughs> Only when this happened did the scam unravel. When I spoke to him, Schmidt's employment was suspended while the company untied all the knots and worked out exactly how much damage had been done. But here's the thing, and why he came to me for advice. Schmidt explained to me that he felt it would be unfair to fire him. After all, in his mind, it wasn't his fault the system was so easy to manipulate. I mean, you've got to bear some responsibility. It wasn't hard to steal from you. <laughs> it really wasn't that difficult. 
the audacity. I mean, part of this is your fault, honestly, when you think about it. You just let me type in any old dates and companies. What do you expect me to do? Be trustworthy as an employee of the company handling cash at front of house? Psh, that's your problem, not mine. Have you seen this mustache? You trusted this. It occurred to me that there was some perverse logic to it. And the thought had probably crossed the minds of company attorneys. But I, uh, as a lawyer, I explained to Schmidt that he was fucked. <laughs> I've got to be honest. Uh, and this is not legal advice, but in my opinion, you are fucked. But I recommended that if they asked him to sign an NDA to refuse unless they let him resign and give him a good reference. Fuck off. And they fucking did. Schmidt got a reference and the company got their NDA. Schmidt immediately took his reference to another outlet of the same cell phone provider at four blocks away and was employed. It was the most hilarious shit I had ever heard in my life. It lasted about... Uh, my personal th shit lasted about two weeks in Shadowlands before I said goodbye to World of Warcraft forever. Before I left, I... I couldn't say goodbye to Schmeet after all the entertainment he had given me. So I gave Schmeet my cell phone number and made him promise that he would be a good boy from now on. He wasn't, of course. It turns out he set up new fake corporate accounts as the job that he kept getting employed for couldn't afford to pay his bills. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> My man keeps getting a job in a job that doesn't cover his expenses. <laughs> Just keeps going from the wrong job to the wrong job where he can't afford to live. <laughs> Within the first month, he had set up a new company called Schmidt Co. 2. This time, he only lasted three months, as of course the managers spoke to each other. I got a drunken phone call from a teary Schmidt in the middle of the night. All apologies and remorse. I called him an idiot and said that once again he should refuse to sign the NDA without a reference. And the company again agreed. Four months later after I got another call. Having been banned from working in stores for life... This is genius. Like, for all the fucking stupidity here, the sheer balls on this lad is just incredible. Like, he's dumb as fuck, but his balls, man, do not fit through a door, I swear to you. Having been banned from working in stores for life, Schmidt took his second good reference and got a job at the regional headquarters of the same cell phone company working their help desk. The sheer fucking balls on this lad. The sheer fucking balls. What a legend. What a legend. Absolute fucking legend. I love this guy so much. This room, I have a friend like this. Or I used to. I don't know him anymore, unfortunately. But in college, I had a friend exactly like this. He was just unbelievable, the shit that got, guy got into. And he ended up, like, managing nightclubs and shit. He got promoted through the arse, and he was always scamming something and always doing something. At one point, this guy got promoted because he had been selling cocaine to so many top-tier managers of this entertainment company that had, like, 12 nightclubs that they couldn't fire him because he was going to throw them all under the bus. So to get him out of the clubs and selling cocaine... They fucking promoted him to their head office as like a regional guy. It was unbelievable. It was unfucking. That guy, I swear to you, and I, I'm not going to say his name because he was a close friend of mine. That guy went from stacking the shelves in a store that basically sold everything for like a pound. Uh, we call them pound shops. He was stacking the shelves in the street in the winter to like a manager of an entertainment industry in about 12 months it was utterly ridiculous and he was like regularly just doing drugs with people he would st the way he did it is he would stick around until the clubs closed hang out with the staff and then hang out and help the manager and then just do coke and ketamine with them all night 
that's what he did and through that he got connections he got all sorts of stuff and he just moved up in the world it, it was mad absolutely mad it was weird every week there was a new fucking story with that guy i only stopped being friends with him when he just he was in my apartment and it was me and my girlfriend this is before emma and he literally didn't ask me or say anything he just got cocaine out put it on my table snorted it and said i've got to go to work and, and then i texted him I was like you can't come to back to the apartment i don't know why the fuck you thought that was okay but that is absolutely not okay that is absolutely not okay to just like be talking to us and then just fucking pull out cocaine put it on my coffee table snort it and then leave like i have no idea <laughs> I have no idea why you thought that was okay. That is nothing we do. So what the fuck? Uh, and it didn't help that the girlfriend I had at the time was one of the most naive, innocent purple in the, people in the world. And like, she just suddenly saw some guy snorting cocaine in front of her. And she was like, what the fuck? She like freaked out completely. Through pointed questioning, I of course found out that he had started a new scam at this job. The new scam was to find a customer of the company in a bar and promised to erase their bill in exchange for a night of free drinks. This way, he th in his mind, he wouldn't have to steal from the company to buy booze. I mean, there is a logic to it. <laughs> there is a logic to it. <laughs> he had been fired on the spot when one of his former store managers ran into him at the head office and recognized who he was oh no bummer Schmidt asked if i could help him sue that manager for costing him his employment claiming it was unfair dismissal i said no he insisted i said no he hung up and i got on with my day I'm sorry to sell you all. That was the last time I heard from Schmidt. Until just a couple of weeks ago. He called me from a parish gendarmerie. He explained that the local police had arrested him for importing handguns through the post. And wasn't this a violation of his constitutional rights? I had to explain to him that the Second Amendment of the U.S. does not apply in France. I think that's supposed to be Paris Saint-Germain. It says Jean-Marie. Maybe that's the proper spelling. Oh, there's a different place called Paris, Paris Saint-Jean-Marie. I had to explain to him that the Second Amendment of the U.S. does not apply in France. He got mad at me saying this is bullshit. <laughs> this is why you gave him the number. <laughs> this is bullshit, y'all. Uh, Jean-Marie is police. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Team France. He got mad at me. This time, though, I had had enough. I hung up on him and blocked his number. Oh, bro, why? Are you kidding me? It's a gift that keeps on giving. Are you fucking for real? Are you for real? No way. Unblock that motherfucker. He might, as long as he can't find you, you don't want him turning up at your house or anything. I'll be honest with you, Preacher. I've been feeling terrible about this ever since. Justice Preach, Drama Time Jury. This man was my hero 20 years ago. Now he's fallen on hard times. He's been difficult recently, but should I reach out to him again? Not to really help him. No, don't go anywhere near that guy. Are you fucking kidding me? That guy is actual oil. Don't go near him. Like, think of him like somebody with leprosy. You don't go near him. At a safe distance, you can get a story out of him. What the fuck? Yeah, don't go back to him. <laughs> no way. That, that dude's infectious. No matter where that guy goes, he spreads calamity. Like, 100%. <clears throat> I don't block his number just to get some stories. Just be careful of this motherfucker turning up at your house, right? He, he sounds creative. Like, he'll get you. He will get you. Have we got time for this before we go sailing? Ooh, I think so. All right. Okay, I think we got time for this before we go sailing. I do want to sort my glam out in Sea of Thieves. All right. Uh, the Dishonorable. Oh, God. Has anybody had any honor today? Oh, a man in NYC did. And Callus Whirlwind. Good title. The Dishonorable and Callus Whirlwind. Uh, no names required for this. Uh, I'm going to leave Schmeet in there in legacy and memory of our boy Schmeet. Okay. 
Oh, God, we need judgment again. Dear preacher and the hopefully forgiving and understanding jury. Yeah, it's a touch too long, isn't it? Let's do this. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> I come today to bear down my sins of a recent incident and beseech forgiveness and understanding. I require the court. Okay. From my understanding, there is only a guilty emote as of now, but I hope this story will begin the process of earning a forgive emote for sinners such as myself. I'm a long-time World of Warcraft player and have been playing since late vanilla early Burning Crusade. And upon watching the most recent MDI, I found myself amazed by these Blood DK's ability to tank many mobs, topping the healing meters and smashing the DPS. Joel. From there, I decided I want to be one of these DK's. However... I needed a proper appearance of such a badass character and I had one character in mind. The most Chad character I could think of, Garrosh Hellscream. And thus I made my own MAGA Orc Blood DK. Leveled it up, began gearing it and found the Warsong Armor Transmog and the new Gorhal Transmog from the Mega Dungeon. However, to be the Giga Chad, I would of course need... The tusks of Manoroth. And the farming began. I tried to farm them last week. Didn't get them. And that will be it for the next three years until I'm feeling nostalgic again. <laughs> Two fun facts for chat that they should know. A. With 10.1.5, Blizz introduced a skip in Siege of Orgrimmar to head straight to the last boss for the people to farm the mounts easier. Uh, and B. The super elusive tusks of Manoroth can apparently be bonus rolled if you're lucky enough. For those who do not know and maybe have forgotten getting the bonus rolls in Siege is a, a tad bit of effort as it requires charms of fortune. These can be most easily found in the Timeless Isle. <sighs> Timeless Isle sucks and I don't care what anyone says. It fucking blows. Looting chests and of course killing rares. With this preamble, I now present you the case against me. Being a super nerd, I of course have multiple alts across multiple servers over the years and for no really good reason. On the day in question, I found myself on a warrior farming the aforementioned lesser charms. I was at a certain area, Throne of Thunder was better, Thunder, Thunder Isle Superior. I was at a certain area where a handful of elite mobs spawn who have a high chance to drop these charms. And where also a certain rare called the Jacor of Ordo spawns. For those that do, now, uh, that do now know this rare mob drops a nifty toy that allows you to drop a sign down with many possible messages on it. Said rare mob is a pretty long respawn timer as well. While mindlessly farming, I found myself in this area spamming whirlwind without a care in the world. I happened to subconsciously notice a warlock and his voidwalker standing near the rare spawn area. I paid it no heed as the rare wasn't there. I already had the toy and had no intention of standing there waiting for it just to get a few more charms. Now he said he was on his warriors, on his alt warrior. However, there was a group of elite mobs near said spawn, which I immediately charged into. Sadly, fate and irony and butt buddies uh, are butt buddies and have a habit of interfering with my life. <laughs> Just as I had charged and pressed whirlwind, Jaco of Ordos spawned. My first whirlwind took it to 60%, while its second animation and damage brought it down to 10. But of course... These two are bastards, and so my trinket propped and dealt the killing blow. I paid it of little to no attention, thinking to myself, oh, that was lucky, extra charms, woot. But that warlock, that warlock was not as forgiving and had a few choice words for me. Why the fuck would you do that, mate? question who i presume was the warlock wishing to remain courteous while actually being a douchebag i replied nothing personal i just happened to press whirlwind as it spawned no 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 you placed the love fool then you killed it now looking around i did notice that someone had in fact put down a love fool though it wasn't me i could appreciate the hilarity of the act in this situation i've been here a week you could have just asked to group up. You saw me waiting here, mate. You knew it. 
I tried to explain it. I did not put that toy down. I'm just farming for tokens so I can get Tusk of Manoroth. He just happened to spawn. I just happened to kill him. I don't know what to tell you, man. It was just an accident. It's just rude. You know what I mean, mate? This is why people think World of Warcraft is well shit. Because you, like, see someone standing there clearly farming it. I can see all day allies doing shit like that. But come on, mate. You've got to be better than that. I was on a horde character for better clarity of the last sentence. Though, ironically enough, I'm, I'm a main alliance, so... I... S <laughs> they, then, they then explain, I invite, like, everybody that comes up here. Do you know what I mean? So we can all share in it. I've been camping this for a week. I like to leave, you know. I've got other things I want to do in this game and stand here waiting for this stupid fucking rare mob to spawn and then dipshits like you come along and start killing it. I didn't know what else to say. I honestly didn't really care about this situation. So I just carried on farming and going on with my life. And after finishing collecting the charms, I switched to yet another character to farm on. Interestingly enough, as I arrived on the Timeless Isle on this character in a different realm, I noticed that Jacor of Ordos is up. Hmm. Hmm. A little voice starts to while away in my head and in a dialogue with myself and I thought you know what I should be a good person I'm gonna contact that warlock and let him know but I didn't know how so I decided to look it up those that don't know, you can whisper another player in another realm by typing slash whisper player name hyphen server name with an underscore used if the server has multiple words. And so I whisper him, <clears throat> hey man, the rare's up if you want another chance. No, both characters of mine had a similar naming scheme, so I did assume he would understand who was whispering him as we did just have that conversation just minutes ago. No response, our guy is AFK. So I tried to send him an infight, which you can do through text. No response, of course, because he was AFK. I waited a few minutes, and then I had to get on with my farming, so I killed it. Almost like the gods were speaking, the moment it died, I got a whisper. Inf! 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 Was AFK! Inf, mate! Inf! I'm sorry you missed it. You were AFK. But I'm uh, I'm going to try on some other characters on different realms. So I'll, I'll give you a shot if they're up. Okay. Spose. So it spawned at the 30 minute mark. All right, then. Also, did the toy drop? Wishing to explain this issue that I explained, I'm on different servers, again, farming tokens. So it's not going to be the same timer. And no, the, tom, the toy didn't drop. All right. I'm in a group with someone that's also been farming, but if he logs and comes back, you know what I mean? Then I'll help out. And thus with that, I finished farming and moved on to other characters. Approximately three characters, about 40 minutes later, I see the rare up. It's up again. AFK. I decided I would not be a cunt this time. And seeing no one else on the aisle, I decided to do my full circuit and then tell him again that it's up. About 10 minutes later, I finished the route and restated that Jacquard was available. Being impatient and not really wanting to stand there doing nothing, a few minutes later, I decided to give them a time limit to their response, informing them three minute warning before I'm logging off this character. About five minutes later, upon deciding to finally hearth and begin another character, he fucking whispers me. Nah, it's okay. I want to stay on my realm anyway. Get it genuine. Uh, okay. I want to be here, mate, because I've been in this group with this guy like all week and he's been waiting. So I'm going to wait with him so we can get it together. I started to wonder, does he not know that he could just invite me and then make me leader and then they'll both be phased to me with his friend in tow? Before chat goes on to say that it wouldn't work because they're both in another realm, so it would just stay on their realm. 
Should I invite one of them and the other just in I invite that person? Although it's a bit convoluted, we can get these players to here. I was about to explain this to them and suddenly I realized, what am I doing? I don't give a fuck about this person. <laughs> oh God. Oh no. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this person. And this person was super rude to me. The realization. Wait, 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 wait. Why am I trying to help this guy out? I had gone far beyond what a great majority of players would have done in my situation. I had literally stood around for several minutes on multiple characters to try and get this guy's kill after one stray whirlwind. I, of course, decided to fuck it all off and killed Jakor to claim my extra charms. You can never have enough charms saved up. And so, I leave myself upon the court asking two questions. Am I guilty? Or have we finally reached a point where forgiveness can be reached as I have atoned for my sins? I throw myself to your feet for the verdict. Also, a little extra luck for the Tusks of Manoroth would be appreciated immeasurably. You are absolutely innocent. I declare you, as I raise my gavel to the sky, not guilty. You are not guilty. No. I, I mean... I would have done the same as you. Yo, it's up. Do you want an invite? AFK. All right. I might try again in a couple of minutes. But if that guy says, I'm going to stay here and all that. Okay, whatever. You know, I tried. What? I, I would have done that. We Yeah, we need an innocent emote. Yeah, I think sometimes we need an innocent emote for sure. I declare you innocent. You did more than most people would. I imagine nearly everybody I know would have just killed it and claimed their charms because fuck that fuck the other person they're absolute scum anyway uh, Chris is going to make us an innocent email but that brings us to the end of drama to today but not the end of the stream we're going to be streaming for quite a long time we have raid testing coming up in just a few hours so if you are a wow player or an old wow player and you want to come along and do the brand new bosses we will have our raid team up in a little while but before that we're going to be joining the wonderful Mr. Noble the always fun Mr. Crusher and the hot tub stricken Zeppler in some sea of thieves we're going to get sailing and we're going to sort out a quality transmog in a couple of minutes